The Old Testament lesson for today is from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. This can be found on page 210 of your Pew Bible. When Moses dies, the Lord appoints Joshua to assume leadership of the people of Israel and to lead them into the land that was promised as their home. In this passage, we read God's charge to the new leader and his promise to be with Joshua at all times. A reading from Joshua chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. When I was seven years old, my family picked up and moved from Colorado back to West Michigan, which is where I had been born. And while a lot of kids really enjoy the adventure of moving across the nation, I really struggled. I missed my school. I missed our yard where you could see Pikes Peak on the mountaintops. But mostly, I missed my best friend, my next-door neighbor. His name was Jason Grady. We played together all the time as little kids. Suddenly, we landed in Michigan, and Jason was gone. I didn't transition very well. It felt to me like the rug had been pulled out from under my feet. Change can be really hard. It can be hard for a seven-year-old. It can be even harder for adults who sort of get used to things being a certain way. When change comes, it can be really hard for us to navigate. Man, we've had a lot of change recently in our world, haven't we? 
I was realizing that it was this very week, second week of March, two years ago, when we all had the rug pulled out from underneath our feet, so to speak. We had to shut everything down. Do you remember that? It was two years ago this week. And we just have a moment. Like, wow, that was a huge change. And changes keep coming. The length of the pandemic was a surprise change. Unwelcome. A land war in Europe? There's a change I didn't really see coming. Changes everywhere. And we begin to wonder, how are we to navigate all this change? How are we to move forward? How are we to stay secure? Well, today's scripture shows us in very real ways how to navigate, how to go forward, how to stay secure amidst tremendous change. We're following the journey of the people of God through the wilderness, and they've just experienced a massive change. Let's read the scripture to find out how God instructs them to navigate and stay secure through the change. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Change. This would have been a massive, massive disruption for the people of God. Moses, God's chosen leader, the one who grew up in the palace with Pharaoh and left and was in the wilderness for 40 years, but was met by God in a burning bush and sent back to speak to the Pharaoh saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh listened eventually through the 10 plagues and Moses led the people out of Egypt across the Red Sea and into the wilderness. In the wilderness, Moses was the intercessor between God and God's people. No communication happened aside from Moses. He was so central to their lives. And he's gone. Now, I'm not old enough to remember the day that JFK was shot. Maybe some of you are old enough to remember that. The president has been shot. Wow, this changes everything. What? I imagine it felt a little bit like that on the day that the word passed through the community, Moses is dead. And it was, no one experienced a more shocking day that day than Joshua. Look what God is speaking to Joshua, formerly Moses' assistant. Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Joshua. Massive change has just taken place. Now get up. Arise. Move forward. There's a land I'm commanding you to lead these people into to take possession of. Now, I don't know how Joshua was feeling that day. I imagine he was feeling a little bit like this. Gulp. What? Let me just absorb the massive change. You're telling me to get up, to arise, to move forward? How? How, God, am I supposed to navigate? Am I supposed to lead through this massive, significant change? So God begins to answer what's probably on the mind of Joshua with verses 5 and following. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. 
I will not leave you. Be strong and courageous. There's more to this paragraph. I have to show you a little bit what's going on in the text here so that we can understand what God said to Joshua so that we can understand what God says to us in how to navigate significant change. There's something happening in the text. I just want to show this to you, Max. If you could put up the, my scribbles from my office. This is uh, usually how my sermon process begins. I print out the scripture. I put commentaries in front of me on my desk. I get out my highlighters, and I just start looking for things in the text. This is long before I stand here and preach it. I, I do this work in the text. And I discovered what's called a chiasm or a chiastic structure in the scripture. And it begins and ends with the same thing. See where it says, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now, at the end of this structure, he says it again. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Those are the promises on either side. And then there's commands, and then there's something in the middle. You know, maybe the word chiastic structure, that's your seminary word for the day, by the way. You can use that to impress people at a dinner party. Chiastic structure. I know what that's all about. There's an easier way to understand it. Think of it like a sandwich, okay? It's got bread on the outside and ingredients in the middle. This is a scripture sandwich, a sandwich sandwich, okay? So you've got the bread on the outside. You've got these promises of God. I will be with you. He says it here, and he says it at the end of the structure. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's like the bread of the sandwich. Right inside those layers, he gives commands. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you is the promise. Be strong and courageous is the command. He repeats it again here. Be strong and courageous, I am with you. Do you start to see the structure? By the way, I've been using my laser pointer so much lately. I love it, as you can tell. And I hear from people at home, and they say they're worshiping at home, and they can't see the laser structure. Well, I got good news for you people at home. I figured out a way to fix that. Just come on into the sanctuary. You'll be able to see it just fine. I'm not talking about those of you who've moved away or who have to stay home because you're COVID sensitive. I'm talking about you and your pancakes and pajamas. You got a little lazy. That's right, I'm pointing right to the camera. Come on back in. You'll be able to see the laser pointer. It's awesome. Where was I? So we're in the sandwich sandwich. And we've got these promises of God followed by commands. You know, this command, be strong and courageous. It sounds great, doesn't it? I've seen it sometimes on plaques in people's homes. Be strong and courageous. Or on a throw pillow. You know, be strong and courageous. But if you think about that command, it only makes sense really within the promise, within the bread of the sandwich. If God had said to Joshua, Moses is dead, now rise and go to those people and lead these people, be strong and courageous, Joshua might have thought, okay, I'll try. But when it's sandwiched in to this amazing promise, I am with you. Now, Joshua and we are able to to fulfill that command. I am with you. It's one of the most consistent promises throughout all of Scripture. I just want to pause on it for a moment. I am with you. I am. The great name of God. The great I am. The name above all names. The authority above all authorities. The king of kings. The creator of the entire universe. Majestic, holy God, I am with you. You see the amazing wonder of that promise? Here he says, I will be with you, but it's the same idea. I am with you. Now be strong and courageous. I can find strength, I can find courage when I know that 
The God of the universe is with me. Strength and courage, it's really two different commands. Be strong and courageous. You can be strong without being courageous. It's almost like defense and offense. Being strong is like having good defense. You can stand stalwart in the strength of who God calls you to be. But being courageous is like what we talked about last week, girding up the loins of your mind and being prepared for action. Take the land. Take the hill, Joshua. Move forward in the midst of all this change, church. Be strong and courageous. How? Because God is with us. So that's the bread and the lettuce, so to speak, of our sandwich. Max, can you show the next image? This, maybe my scribblings are hard to read. This is a different way of looking at it. The A, B, C, D, C, B, A structure. The A's are the promises. The Lord will be with you. I am with you. The B is the command. Be strong and courageous. C, is, C and D are really the, well, they're really like the meat of the sandwich. It would be kind of unsatisfying if all we had was the promise and the command. There's meat in the middle of the sandwich that holds the whole thing together. How do we navigate change? It's not just knowing God is with us and be strong and courageous. We're on the foundation. We sink our teeth into the real heart of the matter, the meat of the sandwich. What is it? It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Verses 7 and 8. Here it is in the ESV. Be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible, the ones that precede Joshua chapter 1, the, ones, the, the book of Moses. God is saying to Joshua, you know that whole thing Moses wrote? That's my word. I inspired him to write and say all those things. Now I want you to carry the word in through this season of change. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Do you see this at the end of verse 7? Do not turn from it. Do not turn from the word to the right or to the left. There's so much I want to say about that. But I'm going to let the Holy Spirit convict us on that. Christians, church, we're in a changing world and it's changing fast. What will navigate us through? This. Nothing from the right or the left will help us navigate like the word of God will. Meditate on it, God says. This is your constant through all the change. The word. Now I have to tell you this awesome story of the way the Lord illustrated this truth just this week. On Monday night, many of you were here for a congregational vote to purchase a building in Stanford to bring the word to that community. What you may not have known is this miracle that took place about a half hour before the meeting began. It's really cool. Whenever we have a meeting like that, the pastors gather to pray in the prayer chapel for a half hour before the meeting begins. So we were praying in there, and a couple of elders had joined us. And usually what we do is when we pray, we don't just pray ad lib, we open up a psalm. We just, if one of the pastors has a word on their heart, we just open it up in our laps, we read a couple verses, and we pray through those words. Well, on Monday night, 
we were in there, Pastor David was in there, Gina was in there, and both David and Gina had their Bibles open. And um, David was about to read one of the Psalms and just pray through it, but he deferred to Gina. He said, Gina, do you have a word? Has the Lord led you to a scripture for us to pray through tonight? And she said, well, yeah, but you go ahead. What scripture were you going to lead us with? And he said, well, I'm open to Psalm 119. And Gina said, I'm open to Psalm 119. What verse? And he said, "Uh, 89. I'm going to read Psalm 119, verse 89. We thought, whoa, this is cool. God's on the move. What does it say in Psalm 119, verse 89? Lord, what do you want us to hear? Listen to this. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. See, it's speaking the exact same thing Joshua chapter 1 is speaking to us today. When the generations come and the generations go, when change is all around us, the word of God is fixed in the heavens and it is our constant. It speaks to all the generations. From Moses to Joshua, the word. From the greatest generation to baby boomers to Gen X to Gen Y and whatever is younger, the word. Wasn't it cool hearing two eighth graders talk about their love for the word of God? The word is the constant through all the change throughout the generations. In Greenwich and in Stamford, what are we bringing? The word. Through all the generations of this church, Pastor Neely, Pastor Chuck, Pastor Nathan, the word. This is our constant. This is what gets us through. This is why we, like Joshua, can rise up even when a tremendous change has come and we can move forward because we rely on, we meditate on the Word of God. That is a practical thing we can do with the Word. If it's true what it says in Psalm 119, that forever, O Lord, your Word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. We can do exactly what God instructed Joshua to do in verse 7 when he says meditate on it. Meditate on the word. This is what we do. We have 27 life groups at this church. 27. And we open the word. It's what we do. We meditate on it. We have over 400 people listening into the five-minute Bible study podcast that we have. It says, meditate on the word in the morning and in the evening. This is how we will navigate all the changes in this world. It's by meditating on, by saturating ourselves in, by sinking our teeth into the sandwich of God's word. The promises and the commands make sense when the word is foundational. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Meditate on the word of God. Not only do we meditate on it, we apply it. In one of the life groups that I lead on Thursday mornings in the diner, we talk near the end of the hour every week about the application. We use the phrase, walk out the door principles. What what are we going to think when we walk out the door of this diner? What are we going to think when we walk out the door of this church today, having meditated on the word? What are the practical applications and implications of God's word? How do we apply it? Well, I have one idea for us this week. In verse 10 and 11, there's a word here for God's people as they're about to take new land. We're about to take new land in Stanford. 
What did God tell them they needed to do before they went into the land? Verse 10, Joshua commanded the officers of the people. I love how, look, he's already standing in his strength and courage, right? Moses has just died. God says, be strong and courageous. Moses commanded. I love it. The officers of the people pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions. Prepare your provisions. For within three days, you're to pass over the Jordan. And go in to take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You're going to need provisions, God says, through Joshua. Same thing with us. This is why when Craig announced a few minutes ago, that's why we're doing what we're doing next Sunday. We're gathering up. We have a chance for all of us to think and pray about what are our pledges, the provisions that God wants to supply through us, time, talent, treasure. It's just an opportunity to apply the word, gather up our provisions so that when we move into that building in Stanford, we'll be ready to go. The main provision, the real meat of the sandwich is the word of God. But we're going to need some money to build out the space. We're going to need some sleeves rolled up to make the programming happen. We're going to need people praying. Provisions. There's a way to apply the word. But I want us to conclude here with Basically, the, the, the most meaningful implication of this word for us. The people of God navigated tremendous change with the written word. But we have something in addition to and even better than the written word. And it's the living word, Jesus Christ. Isn't it interesting when I brought up Jesus, suddenly there's distractions in the sanctuary. Let me just pray for us. Holy Spirit, allow us to to focus on, to fix our eyes on you. Jesus, please be, just emerge in our midst right now. It says in your word where two or three are gathered in your name, you're right there in the midst. So come, come Jesus, reveal yourself to us. Open our eyes. Amen. The name Joshua would have been pronounced Yeshua. If you saw Joshua and you heard his friends calling out to him, they would say, Yeshua. You know who else was called by that very same name? We call him Jesus. That's the anglicized version of that same name, Yeshua. The name means salvation. And the promises and the commands that God gave Joshua, he fulfilled through Jesus, our Yeshua. And you know this amazing promise that God gave through Joshua, I am with you? Jesus gave that same command to his disciples, that same promise to his disciples and to us. It's one of the last things Jesus said before he went back into heaven. Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus is just, he's about to send his disciples off to proclaim the gospel near and far. And he says this, behold, I am with you always. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus knew all the changes we were going to face. And he's provided his word, both written and living, as our constant guide and presence through it all. Little seven-year-old Nathan was so sad when we moved to Michigan. I really missed my best friend, Jason Grady. But my family 
faithfully went to church every Sunday as we had done where we lived in Colorado as well. And I had faithful preaching at both churches. Pastor Birma in Colorado, Pastor Slings in Michigan, both preached the word. of The word was a constant in my life. It was a constant, even through the midst of change. And in our church, I got a new best friend. His name was Dan Lappinga. I remember him well. It was through those relationships. It was through the community of faith. It was through the preached word. It was through the presence of the living word, Jesus Christ, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that little seven-year-old Nathan was able to navigate through tremendous change. And it's the same for us as we navigate all these changes in our world. God says, I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Keep meditating on my word. Be strong and courageous. I am with you. Amen.